Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Challenge podcast. My name is Challen, and this week I'll be reviewing Game Week 5, discussing the difficult decisions that are made during the international break, and then look ahead to Game Week 6 with my plans, predictions, and captaincy choices. Stay tuned. All right, we're back from the international break and game week five is ready for us and it's come and gone. And this week I opted to play my wildcard very early on. It may have been the Sunday or the Monday after the crazy Sunday that was Tottenham United and Aston Villa Liverpool. And the reason behind it was that when I was watching the games on Sunday, even despite the results and despite the fact that I had Son on my bench, despite all that, I saw an opportunity and in my squad, I wasn't entirely happy with A, some of the players that I had and their fixtures going forward or just their reliability going forward. So despite some of them having good games, they they haven't been proving themselves recently. So therefore I thought it would be a very good time to jump on some players early that have good games and most importantly that have a good chance of high explosive returns. And then secondly to avoid the myriad of value loss in my squad as well as some pretty bad fixtures so I'm just going to run down the changes that I've made and then maybe just provide some reasoning behind them so one of the main things that I wanted to change was to get a double Spurs attack into the team so having Son already I thought that was good but there was a good chance to get some assist as well so I opted to get in Harry Kane for Timo Werner uh, with the idea that with their good games coming up I could potentially take advantage of that and then have a, an easy sideways transfer to Sergio Aguero uh, when the Spurs fixtures swing in game week nine I think it is. The second choice that I went with was to get rid of Mitrovic and initially I went to Mope because he was going up in price. So I thought, okay, maybe I can buy him early and then sell him late before deadline, hoping to make a profit. Turns out the pricing structure wasn't updating that much during the international break, much to our dismay. And not that I minded much. And I had to weigh up whether to keep Mope, who had some couple of good games including West Brom next week or potentially save some money and go for Watkins from Aston Villa who has good fixtures going forward and is playing in a very a, a team in form basically 
the other changes I've gone for or in midfield were Perens to Pulisic. He's fit, and I was convinced that he would be a constant supply of attacking returns in the Chelsea team because they do need someone direct and able to make something happen. And at his cut price option at 8.3, I think he was, made a very good choice there. A sideways option in Mario Lamina to, I think it's Dale Stevens or Jack Stevens from Burnley, 4.4, very boring. I went James Justin from Leicester to Dallas at Leeds because I think Leeds are very unknown at this point. And because I'm on a wild card, I didn't want to have to think about having to take out Justin later on for no reason, knowing that Pereira was almost fit. Even though I enjoyed Justin in my team and he got me some consistent returns. And then I also removed Kyle Walker-Peters for Ben Chilwell. And that was largely on the back of seeing how Chelsea have been playing with Chilwell in the team. Extremely attacking down the left-hand side. A lot of balls going into the box on some of the set pieces. Got an assist in his debut and he's scoring very well in the BPS. So potentially he made the most sense to me even at five point something. And then got rid of Aaron, Aaron Ramsdale, who has some very bad fixtures coming up and playing in a very uh, bad formed Sheffield team to get Martinez, who's in the exact opposite. And yeah, that's basically the team. The last choice that I had to make was, as you, I'm sure you all know, on Friday before the game week started, there was confirmed news that Kevin De Bruyne wasn't going to be in the team. And therefore, I had to get rid of him on a wild card. And for him, I ended up going with Jack Grealish, which I think makes a lot of sense going forward. Again, very good fixtures. And I look forward to many a return from them, hopefully. The rest of the team is largely the same. I still have Salah, Calvert-Lewin, Alexander-Arnold. I considered, considered switching Alexander-Arnold to Robertson. And I don't know, I just I was happy to keep him, to be honest. Even though Robertson's returning, I thought I'd go for the more expensive option. I can always downgrade if need be. The issues with the, this wildcard squad was the fact that I have no city. So that made me kind of worried, but at the same time, not so much because at the time they were without De Bruyne and at the, before this game week, they had no striker and that's now changed because now Aguero's playing. And also no United coverage. I opted to not go for Bruno or Rashford. And also the option of having James Rodriguez from Everton in midfield. And I think leaving him out was slightly tougher than a United player because, again, Everton are in good form and he's so much cheaper. And I reconcile myself with not getting him by just accepting that you can't, we can't have everyone at this stage. 
and I've opted to play a 3-4-3, maybe a 4-4-2 if need be, with the Watkins being the third striker, cheap at this stage. And if I need to, I can always upgrade elsewhere. I have an, the added headache of Mitchell from Crystal Palace still in my team, but I didn't want to get rid of him before I we got the second price rise out of him, which then happened on Sunday morning. So now that he has gone up, if he loses his place to Van Arnold, I can at least get my extra point one, which is good. All right, let's have a look at the game week's result and how my wildcard fared me in this first week. I ended up getting 79 points this game week, average of 60, so I'm quite happy with that. For me, the main decision hinged upon whether to captain Kane or Son this game week. And up until probably the night before, I was on Son and then I switched to Kane for no real reason, honestly. I think it was because I was scared that West Ham were going to be playing the same way that they'd been playing in the last two games in which their fullback and centre-back and DM would be defending the wing, attacking wingers much more than usual. But then I considered the fact that they haven't had David Moyes for the last few weeks and David Moyes is back in the dugout. So the Moyes effect, in my opinion, is back on and or was back on and therefore I felt that they would return back to their inconsistently bad self pre, pre-COVID for him. And that's exactly what happened. I'm very happy that that ended up being the case. And it could have ended so much badly had Spurs just kept their foot on the gas. But alas, it was not to be, and it ended up in a draw for them. But I got my points, and that's all that matters. 32 from Kane, which vindicated my wild card. I wanted a an explosive return and an explosive captaincy option, and I got it as well from Son with 13 points. Then the consistent returns from Salah and Calvert-Lewin in the derby for them. Seven points for Salah and six for Calvert-Lewin. It's become, they're becoming mainstays. Salah was always a mainstay, but Calvert-Lewin is, just continues to prove himself. And with good games coming up, it's only, only good things to come for him, hopefully. Chilwell got an assist, so you got three points for me, and unfortunately the Chelsea defence just doesn't exist, so no defensive points there, and potential bonus points also wrecked because of that. And then my first goalkeeper return of the season came from Martinez. He got nine points, including his bonus points and saves, which is just fantastic. So I was very happy about that and couldn't be happier. And then I, I went into Monday with no no players. On my bench, I had Dallas and Sice who were playing against each other. And for me, it was a toss-up as to whether to play Mitchell or 
one of Sice or Dallas and instead I opted for Mitchell because I felt that Palace could keep a clean sheet against Brighton and they were so close to pulling it off as well and then McAllister had to bang in that goal to equalize for them and unfortunately I then I missed out on Sice's points he got himself a clean sheet against Leeds and thankfully hit the post as well because he was my second sub I had Dallas as my first sub so that could have ended very badly for me but overall 79 points couldn't be happier green arrow things are looking good on the horizon as I mentioned the only issue that I do have is that I don't have Manchester City cover and in my current team the issue that I have is Liverpool defence. They're just not keeping clean sheets. They're conceding goals. And with Virgil van Dijk now injured, thanks to that horrific challenge by Jordan Pickford, screw that guy. And the system that doesn't reprimand him afterwards. But um, that's a different story for a different day. I feel that they're going to be more susceptible to conceding more especially with the champions league now starting this week they're down a center back probably going to end up playing fabinho there because he's done well gomez i'm not sure who else they have there to be honest i can't remember at this point in time so but then again the attacking output of robertson and trent will probably keep going and they could turn around like they did last season they could go on a run of successive clean sheets but looking at their games they have Sheffield and then West Ham next before the City game and then Leicester and Brighton so I think I'm going to probably keep for at least the Sheffield game probably the West Ham game as well that's two home games if there's a good chance of them getting a clean sheet at least one of those so it would be a very hard sell at this point but if I was to look for a way to get Manchester City cover into this team, a way that I could do that is to get rid of Alexander-Arnold and get someone, could be four and a half or five, and then use that extra money because I have got 0.6 in the bank. So you add that to the nearly three, three and a half that I get from Alexander-Arnold. And then I'd have a little war chest to spend to either get, I could upgrade Watkins to potentially get Aguero. I could have Aguero, Kane, Calvert Lewin up front, or I could upgrade someone else. I could, if Grealish or Pulisic don't work out, one of them just goes and becomes De Bruyne or Sterling. Or who knows, maybe even game week eight, maybe. Son and Kane aren't doing well then, and then I could go Son and Kane to, I don't know, do a mini wildcard and play, get the city assets, and then someone else. The options are endless at this stage. Right. Okay, looking at the results this week, it it was goals galore again. There were one, two, three, four clean sheets this weekend, coming from Man City and Arsenal, which was relatively surprising especially from City's point of view, but well done to them. And Aston Villa once again getting a clean sheet this time away. It's becoming par for the course at this stage, so well done to them. 
and the game that people paid their 15 pounds for on Monday night, the main event that was West Bromwich Albion and Burnley played out to a magnificent 0-0 draw, so a clean sheet to both of them. Good to see Burnley getting some points and getting back to defensively good ways. West Brom still not scoring goals, unfortunately for them. And then Wolves getting a clean sheet away. So looking looking ahead, it's still hard to predict and see where exactly these goals are going to stop coming from. I'm not suggesting they should stop, but it would be nice if there was some normalcy in the league. But for, for entertainment value, it's been fantastic to watch, especially that last second strike by Lanzini against Spurs. It was absolutely insane to get that equaliser. Thankfully, nobody has him in their team, and I don't have Spurs defence, so I was extremely excited as well. The things that I'm looking forward to, though, is the Chelsea attack. Attacking-wise, they are starting to click a lot more. Timo Werner getting himself a, a brace and an assist. Pulisic looking extremely dangerous, as well as Ben Chilwell as well. So, I mean, as, as soon as Ziyech starts coming in, he's going to get more game time coming forward. And Mendy will come back in very soon. I'm pretty sure, if not as soon as he can, then... Yeah, at least maybe a week or two after that. But I'm pretty sure Kepa is not going to be playing a game at all, considering he once again made a mistake this weekend. Although it probably wasn't his fault alone. But yeah, it's just easy to blame him, isn't it, at this stage? As for the plans for this game week coming going forward, game week six, I'm probably going to be holding my transfer because I plan my wild card, card accordingly. So I'm probably going to be playing the same formation as last week, so 3-4-3, four, three, four, three, and I'm going to end up having to decide between... I'm not sure. I think my team basically chooses itself. I've got Martinez in goal against Leeds, Chilwell against United, Trent against Sheffield, Sice against Newcastle at home, Salah, Pulisic... Grealish against Leeds, Son against Burnley, Watkins against Leeds, Burnley and Kane, and then Calvert-Lewin against Southampton. And on my bench, Dallas against Aston Villa, Mitchell against Fulham, and Stevens against Tottenham. So it basically chooses itself. Captaincy, though, is a bit of a tough one this week because it's either you trust the form of Spurs and captain Kane or Son again away at Burnley who just got a clean sheet away or we captain Salah against Sheffield at home and or if the punt out of all of these is Pulisic at home, away to Man United Man United's defense is not looking good and Pulisic creates problems so I've got options this week and I'm looking forward to to be honest I'm gonna leave it until late to make that final decision but it will likely come down to one of the Spurs players or Salah at this stage 
his attacking number, both of their attacking numbers are still looking very good. So we'll have to see where I end up there. Looking at the fixtures though, for game week six, uh, Aston Villa leads. I'm going to give you some predictions just off the top of my head. Aston Villa, I think, are going to win that clean sheet, maybe a draw. West Ham versus City, that's a City win away from home. Fulham versus Crystal Palace. Hmm. I'm going to back Fulham to win their first game of the season. Man United versus Chelsea, I have no idea. I want to say Chelsea but it could well be a draw, a score draw. Liverpool versus Sheffield, Liverpool winning easily. Southampton-Everton, Everton getting a good away win. Wolves-Newcastle, Wolves win. Arsenal-Leicester, tough one. Bit of a bogey team for Arsenal, I think. Um, either a narrow Arsenal win or a narrow Leicester win. Tough to choose between those two. Brighton and West Brom, I have no idea. Uh, let's say West, I mean, no, definitely not West Brom. Let's say Brighton with a good attacking display at their home ground on Monday night. And then Spurs versus Burnley, final game of the game week. Probably Spurs. And looking at that might be either a good thing or a bad thing to captain him, captain a Spurs player, because it'll be the final game of the weekend. So either your game week will have gone well, hopefully at that stage, and then your captain comes in and smashes in a hat-trick, or you have a terrible game week and you rely on your captain against Burnley and he does badly. So... Now I'm thinking about those times where Harry Kane has done badly against the likes of Cardiff and Burnley in the past when I've captained him. So before I get cold feet with captaining him this week, I'm going to end this podcast here and I'm going to say good luck for the game week. And if you've enjoyed the podcast, please, please, please do like, subscribe and share the podcast on all platforms to whoever you like. And you can find us on Twitter at FanChallenged. And it's a goodbye from me. Have a good week and I'll see you next time. Goodbye.